And because of Satan prances, a family got thrown out of its garden. And the Bible said God placed a sword in the hand of an angel that every direction it turned that Adam and Eve could not get in that garden. Now, that's a negative. But let's make it positive. Let's assume you are the garden of Eden. And the devil want to have access to your possession and to your person and to the people that you love. And he's trying to get in, but everywhere he turns, there is a sword keeping him out. He just can't get in to do what he would like to do. It's not that he hasn't tried. When you see a Christian living overcoming life, it's not that they're supernatural. It's just that the devil just can't get in. He just can't move on in. He would like to. It's like a fox seeing the chicken coop. He's drooling, but he can't have chicken dinner because there's a coop there. Amen. He can't get past the wire. And the devil said, look man, Job don't serve you for naught. Now there's some things Satan and I agree on. Number one, there's only one God. And that should make you tremble. Tremble. And I agree with Satan on that. That there's only one God. So the devil and I agree on that. Hello. And the devil and I agree also on this one fact that there is an edge around the people of God that he cannot gain access to. Amen. He said, I cannot get in to do anything. I have thought about it. Now, church of God, let me tell you, this church has an edge. You don't want to break that edge down. Peter told us about some things that if we do it, we shall never fall. Second Peter chapter 1 and verse 10, he lists a number of things that when a Christian have it in their life, He's giving you eternal security. He's saying, you shall never fall. That's powerful. Who else can guarantee you that? He shall never fall if these things are in you and abound. Now, I know the secret of Job's life. Job lived out to the very letter Psalms chapter 1. Those books of the Bible are not just haphazardly placed. Look where God placed it. Between Esther. Amen. And Psalms. Hello. If you look at the life of Esther, she experienced a thing called Purim. 
mean what could have happened but never did happen the adversary had desired to have a genocide but they could not when they had Jehovah on their side I said genocide couldn't take place when Jehovah was on their side there was a law written that they could not change they did not have the power but they had a God who could write a higher law and that higher law was a law of preservation for divine people that God said if they cease to exist then the moon and the stars will no longer shine and the season would be a thing of the past aren't you glad that you serve a God that can speak about us in longevity and permanency that not even Satan drooling can come past uh, the border that God set I'm going to tell you this night uh, the same God who told the waves of the ocean I set the sand bound uh, and you can come no further no you rockadon can bring that ocean uh, past the bounds uh, that God has set uh, the only person in the church uh, that can move that boundary is you I have set an edge and the devil can't touch it. I was thinking and I'm, I just hate to bring these stories back to you and they long since gone into my memory but they came back to tell you. And so I'm going to tell you in obedience to the scripture and the word of God. First of all, when we were in a small building across the road and I was on the job, obviously, Every lunchtime I read my Bible and do my thing. And uh, we had men that didn't like what I represented. And they make sure I know it. And I didn't know this, but one guy in particular, his father was the chief superintendent for what he, the company was. Uh, it was a company, it was a contracting company. They were pretty big in their days. And they were powerful. His son did not like me at all. I could tell you want to beat the snot out of me if he could. He would love to, but he just couldn't do it. Not because I was a champion of any sort. If he did, then fire him. <laughs> That's the most that would happen to him. Amen. But one day he came to burn my church down. He came to burn down that little building. And so he got chicken out of it. And all he could do was knock the fence down and took off. Many, many, many years later, I met him again. Still not changed his attitude towards me. But he said, you want to know who knocked your fence down? I was going to burn the building down but I saw an angel that stood right there in defiance and said you come no further so he backed out and backed out and all he could do was hit the fence and take off running that's the honest truth. I was surprised.
for him to tell me what he did and then what he saw. I'm telling the church, Job is correct. There was an edge around him. God protected everything he touched turned gold. Everything he possessed, God gave it to him. Everything he owned, that he became so successful. But the devil could not get to it because God preserved it. I want to tell you, beloved, that God, amen, wants you to know that every believer that loves him and keeps his commandments, they have an edge. My neighbor don't like when I build fences. I don't like dogs on my fence. I don't like their stool on my grass. For me, stool is something to sit on. That's something you walk in. Hello. And so I don't want no stool on my grass. Hello. So I build me a fence. They don't like my fence. They pull my fence up. I put it back in. They pull it back up. <laughs> I put it back in. It never done in the day when I can see who's doing it. Obviously, I bought all the cameras in the world, but the cameras never show who's doing it. And they keep pulling my fence. I put it back. They pull my fence. So I said to my wife, you know what? They like when I have an ugly fence. So let's leave it looking real ragtag. And they left it alone. It looked very decrepit. But as soon as I fix it, pull it right up. Church, that's the devil. The devil is the accuser of the brethren. Accusation is not fact. If you live for God, you can have a modern day Job experience without the boils. I don't think you heard me. You can have a Job experience without the boils. You can have a Job experience without the problems. Now I'm trying to tell you, my friend, and God wants you to know that when he blessed Job the second time, it was faster and quicker than the trial, and the devil had no say in the latter end of the man. Hello, somebody. When you go to Psalms, Chapter 80 and verse 12 to 19. Go there, please. Do not break down the edge that God has given to you. Now, you may not know this. This edge, that means God gave you special privilege, special protection, special access, special, amen, anything you touch, God make it to prosper. You're not supposed to tamper with the fence that God puts there in your life because God puts it there to keep the devil out and keep your blessing in. Keep the curse out and keep the blessing in. Just like he kept the curse of the Garden of Eden and keep the blessing in. He wants to do the same in our life. Now look at the scripture. He said, if it be burned, fine, cut down, it's perished at thy rebuke of thy countenance. Go on, please. Next verse. Keep on going. From verse 12 to verse 19. I need chapter 80, verse 12 to 19. 
You got the wrong scripture in there. Verse 12, please. All right. It says, why hast thou broken down her edges so that all that passes by do pluck her? When you move the edge, you are open season to all the wiles of the devil. Think about it. Christianity has a leverage. It has an edge. Now, verse 13, go there, please. It talks about it become waste and the beast of the field devour it. I want to tell you, church, God can protect your job security. God can protect your health. God can protect your wealth as long as you don't tamper with the edge that God gives you. When God gives you favor, when God gives you the opportunity to, to meet the right people, when God gives you the right access, my friend, it's because you have an edge. We call that edge in the finance world a leverage. God Gave you a leverage that others don't have. Look at the scripture right there. It says, when you open the edge, waste comes in. Now, verse 14. Go there, please. He said, Lord, look down from heaven and behold the vine. Now, let me tell you what he's talking about right here. In chapter 5 of Isaiah and verse 5 to 7. You need to go there, folks. And watch what God says. I plant you in a prosperous, fruitful place. God never puts you in a place to fail. God never puts you in a place to suffer reversal. Believe it or not. Now I know preachers is against so-called prosperity gospel. They're so wrong. My friend, if you walk in the footprints of Abraham, you're going to have the blessings of Abraham. You walk a step of Esau, you're going to have the Edomite blessing. Hello. In chapter 5 of the book of Isaiah, very quickly go there, please. i got to rush here. God said, I plant you in the best of position. You know when God put Israel in the land of Palestine, he knew what he was doing. Hello. He didn't go to Saudi Arabia. He didn't want them there. He wanted them right where they were. How many people realize that God set you in the church? Hello. God position you. And when God position you, you can flourish. You can prosper. You can have good success as long as you do not tamper with the hedges. God says, I plant this thing in a beautiful place. Please, chapter 5 of Isaiah and verse 5 to 7. And look, God said, look, I remove all the obstacles. Now, church, you can bring back obstacles in your life. In this book and in this chapter, God's trying to teach Israel all the obstacles in your life. I didn't put them there. I took them out of your life. And you brought them back in. Stumblings. Rock of offense. Tripping up. He said, look, I took out the weeds. 
I took out all the things that will strangulate your progress. I cleared the path for you. I did all the creating a highway for you. You are bound to prosper where I placed you. You're bound to have good success. Hallelujah. You are the choices of the vine. And look, he said, I look and expect you to be fruitful. He said, what I found was not what I wanted. And church, this is what scared life out of me right now. He said, then, all right, since you can't live for God, with the blessing on the edges I'm giving to you, I'm going to take away from you all the edges you used to have. In other words, on your job, you become like any ordinary guy on the job. You want a special favor. The mark of special is gone. I'm going to break it all down. Look what happened, church. Thorns and thistles are going to grow. But how? Because the edge is gone. Anything and everything can come in. Think about it, church. Don't miss what God's trying to teach you here. Job, the devil said, I can't get to him. You protect his prosperity. You protect his gain. You gave him everything he wanted. Everything he asked for, it's his. You withhold nothing from him. You gave him blessing after blessings. You pour out your goodness and your kindness. But all I see in response is edges breaking down. And what you're doing, you're inviting thorns, thistles, amen, pricks to bother you. Things to choke the vine. Kill all the fruit that I'm giving to you. Let me tell you, friend. I didn't invite the weeds in my yard. I said, I didn't invite them. And I went yesterday to buy some weed and feed. I says, sorry, those are now illegal. You can't buy those anymore. They have certain uh, environmental concern. Amen. So you don't get them. You have to buy one or the other. Weed killers or feeders. He said, if you go feed... It like it is, you're going to feed the weed also. Amen. And they're going to outgrow the good stuff. Amen. I said, what do I do? They said, okay, first, you got to get the weed killers first and put it down. And because, amen, your fence isn't high enough, whatever's in your neighbor's fence going to blow over into your yard. And the only thing going to protect your vineyard is a higher fence. You're going to block out your neighbor's influence on your yard. I was going to waste your money. And so I'm thinking what to do. What to do. And hey, i got to do something about it. What's well, exactly what it is. God said, Israel, you are the choice vine. Amen. And I'm blessing everything you touch. I don't know if you notice it. You're more blessed than you deserve. 
You've had more going for you than you should. Hallelujah. You can say like David, it's not by works of righteousness, but by the goodness of the Lord. If it had not been for God, there goes I in the guttermost, but I'm in the operable because of him. Come on, somebody. But it don't take long to discover that sin is a reproach, but righteousness exalted. You can't live righteous and not prosper. You can't do what's right and not be blessed of God. Now, one of the tragedies of pastor is having to tell saints, you know, your problem is you're not living right. The first test to test any saints with financial problem is, are you current with your tithe? No, pastor. Then the curse of Mal of Haggai chapter 1 is on your house. Number two, if you give your offering, no pastor, then you're cursed with a curse. Well, pastor, take it off me. I can't take it off. You put it on. I didn't put it on there. You put it on. I'm just telling you what, what your problem is. And, and church, every time you go, it's not God that failed. God doesn't fail. Everything you touch will work. Whatsoever you ask in my name, he said, I will. I will. Not maybe, I will. God said, my promises are yes and amen. Any hindrance in the house is you. Now, the sister told her tonight, she spoke and God confirmed it. The Lord has no choice but to confirm the word of his servants. It shall not return to him what? Void. Amen. This is not about luck. Luck has nothing to do with Job's blessing and prosperity and success. God's supply line never runs dry. God commanded and he doubles it. Go ahead, sit on me if you want to. Amen. I'm not going to be squashed out. Go ahead, sit on me if you want. But I'm trying to tell you right now, God said, don't tamper with the edge. Don't tamper with it. In other words, don't move the landmark. Now, if you've been in the Middle East, you know what I'm talking about. You start moving south, friend. You're going to bring invite a bunch of Egyptians into your kingdom. And when they come in there, friend, a bunch of bad boys coming in to take over your place. You know, your parents will bring kids to your home to sleep overnight. You don't know what they're up to. Hello. You better check them out, too. You better check them out. Praise God. Hallelujah. Nothing more terrible than sleeping in a bed full of bed bugs. Oh, oh, hallelujah. If you move it to the north, you bring mountains, mountains, problems into your life. Praise God. Every child of God who lost a job, it was their fault. Woo. Lord, I could hear it. 
Because God said, No weapon formed against Job shall prosper. Satan need permission. And he was told how far he could go. And he could was told what he could not touch. God has not changed. Scriptures are written for my learning. Praise God. And for my admonition, there's no luck involved in serving God. You are like a tree planted by the rivers of water. And God said, Job, anything you touch, it's going to prosper. Just don't mess with the edge. That's what Job was trying to keep in his family. Don't touch that. Don't mess with that. Because when I come to God with my request, I want nothing between my soul and my Savior. So that is blessing I cannot receive. Nothing preventing the least of his favor. I want God to say, Hush, cherubs. Hush, amen, seraphims. My child is calling on me. I, would, I left here when God says, They call on me. And they have an answer. When you are not living right, and you go to God in prayer, say, God, I want a thousand bucks. Blessing. And God says, yes, I'll give it to you. You know what he does? He sends you 1,000 male deers to trample you down. You got your bucks all right. It's what you asked for, right? And they give you a, a thousand of them. Bless your heart. What more could you want? It's prophetic, isn't it? Hello. Praise God. God said to us, Whatsoever thou doest, it shall prosper. If you please me. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. We're told in Psalm 1 3, somebody go there, please. Amen. God says, I will confirm. Amen. What you affirmed. Amen. And Job, I believe Job was living Psalms, Psalms chapter 1. I believe that. And the reason why it worked in the book of Deuteronomy 30 and verse 9, it tells it very plain that God said, I will, I will, I will do these things in your life. So why doesn't God do it? You know, I'm a preacher and I hang around preachers sometimes. And don't take me long to find what their problems are. Don't take me long to find out. And friend, sometime I distance myself because I don't want the curse of them to come on me. Hello? I don't want their curse to hit me. Praise God. Amen. Amen. I can preach you blessing and don't get any myself. You know that? I can preach your prosperity and look at it myself. Amen. Your friend need to see you flourishing. Your friend need to see you prospering. 
Your friend needs to see you, amen, on top of the hill, not in the valley. Your friend needs to see you on the mountaintop uh, that they may have trust in your God and say, your God is able. God lets me know that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, it wasn't just them. It's God built an edge around them that the fire could not get to them. If you could get in their midst, the fire didn't even come close to them. It only burns the thing on their hands. Let's worship God. Praise God. If Nisha ever keep us up, Nisha, you come there and danger us. That even these saints will be afraid of you. Hallelujah. Praise God. The Bible says, do not remove the edge lest the serpent does what? He bites you. The serpent. Now, kids, you don't realize this. Kids are successful. It's not necessarily those based on technology and science. God gave those Hebrew kids favor. Ten days of divine intervention. And when they stood before the Babylonian kings, they had excellent countenance because God make a monkey's face shine like an angel. Woo, hallelujah. Praise God. God make nothing look like something. I'm talking to God. Amen. When the Bible says that they surrounded Amen. A man called Elisha. And the servant said, Oh, alas, we're in trouble. Most of you guys think you're in trouble when you're not in trouble. But it was lying to you. He's showing you an aberrant. And you fall for it. Well, all you need was the anointed eyes. Move the scales off your eyes. To realize that I'm special. I am different. Satan, you're not going to eat this lamb chop. I will not be a lamb chop in your mouth because God will not suffer me to become your victim. I'll become your victor. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. I say hallelujah. Praise ye the Lord. And so the Bible know that we can have victory. But don't touch the edge. There's a guy called Samson. He taught me a lot. Samson didn't put much interest in what his mom told him. But why Samson was so different was Samson had an edge. I mean the champions of the Philistines was a matchbox. He just tore them apart. Picked up that gate and just threw it like it was nothing. A hundred fox. I mean fox are pretty smart. He caught them and tied their tail. Wow, that's a fox trot drive. <laughs> And burned down the field. How did he do it? A edge on his head. And here what happened. He told the truth to the wrong person. If you separate me from my edge, I become like any ordinary person. I don't want you on an airplane or in my job or wherever I'm at. I realized. I am not ordinary. 
I realize if I'm in the hospital, I am not ordinary. Praise God. I don't care what condition you're in, you are not ordinary. If you could see the aura of your job, and our people are talking about you behind walls, people are discussing you. You're shining and don't even know it. I mean, you're glowing and don't even realize it. And you wonder why they're avoiding me. Why will they talk with me? Because the blinding light. Amen. They want you fired and you can't be fired. They want you demoted and you can't get demotion. Come on, somebody. I was showing my wife the other day, Jane Puff, a certain place said, You see that plant? It means a lot to me. When I was on the job and this instructor didn't like me and one of them fired me, God simultaneously synchronizing the time brought from that company a citation that, amen, stopped the accusation of the devil and it defeated him on the spot. I left at my own leisure. I was never fired. I resigned when I wanted to. I'm trying to tell you, church, God is still the same. Just don't touch the edge. Oh, hallelujah. God put a wall of protection around your household, around your property. You bless everything that he puts in your hand. You have been blessed. Your works have been blessed. Your hands have been blessed. And God wants your fame spread throughout the land. Everybody will think Neil got lots of money. Because I'm always giving it to wait to somebody. But what I realize is I'm a, I'm a valve. God just said, pass it on. Amen. Hello. I walked in Walmart one day, and Walmart machine had these dollar bills too long in their in their in their in their machine, and it was a spinning up machine in my hand. What was it, Pastor? You should turn that in. Maybe your God told you that. My God didn't tell me that. <laughs> my God said, "Keep on walking." The Lord provides. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's say hallelujah, somebody. I draw a map here. It says, look, living for God is based on dollars and cents. Living for the devil is dollars and C-E-N-T. That's high risk. But there's no risk with dollars and S-E-N-S-E. I guarantee right now there are 10 people in this church with a $100 bill in their pocket. Don't confess your sins. It should have been an offering plate, but I know it didn't get there. You know, it's amazing how pennies make more noise in church than dollar bills. That's why we put in this thing here on the cushions so there's no noise. So I can think it's lots of dollar bills coming in. I deceive myself. Because it's so quiet, I thought, that was putting in paper money. <laughs> but the truth is, I got canvas at the bottom that cushioned the noise. 
Church, let's stand. Don't touch that. Don't touch that. If you move the edge, I'm letting in problems. I was telling two stories. A man and his wife. You know, he's dead now. He's in his grave. I think she's still alive. She left town. And the girl got saved because for some reason God saved a lot of young people in the beginning. They were wild. They were just wild. They believed God. They were just open up and kept the Holy Ghost and wild, knocked chairs over. And, you know, we got too civilized now. I just don't like that. The civilized church bothers me. But she loved the pastor. She loved the wife. She loved everybody. Love the faith. And one, you know, whenever I get invited to dinner, I'm always wondering, Lord, is this my day of execution? <laughs> so when you invite me for dinner, make sure you tell me, Pastor, you're safe. <laughs> I vetted on you, you're okay. Because, you know, they invite me for dinner and they sat me down and they always execute me at dinner. You know, <laughs> they fatten the cow and kill them. <laughs> Killed a fatted calf. When I sat down there, after that a real nice dinner was delicious. Beautiful home, nice family. And says, now pastor, I want to talk to you. I thought, okay, that's the best thing. Now, what can I say? Because one husband said, invite him to the house so I can shoot him in my front room. <laughs> I've had many good threats. I survived them. You know, it's nice to be short, the bullet missed your head. But anyway, uh, I sat down and I finished eating. And thank God I finished burping and all that good stuff. And so now they said, don't, don't talk to me. I said, yeah, my daughter's not normal. <laughs> oh, she's not normal. Oh, because of you. What am I doing? Well, she got no boyfriend. I could buy her a whole lot. I know whether to get them. And she has no boyfriend. She won't go to movies. And she won't drink. Now the girl came in from college. And uh, you know. A bunch of college kids came into church. And living for God. And dressed right. Doing the right thing. If I say jump Michelle. Living for God. And it says, she's not normal. I said, what do you mean by that? On Friday night, she's going to church. It don't make sense. Other girls go to parties. And they give me all this long, long, long list of reasons why she's not normal. I want my grandpa boyfriend to be normal. So they pressure her out of the church. The church was the edge that kept her virginity in place. The church was the thing that kept her off drugs. And the lifestyle that was ruinous to many young kids. And they're saying, move the edge and expose her to other wolves 
every ravenous dogs, every beast of the field. And they finally talk her into quitting. And she gave him. Short time, good job. Pretty girl. Nice living girl. And then a year later, she is having a baby. Mm. She's having a baby. And that's not the bad part. That's what usually happens when you commit that kind of behavior. They kicked her out of the house. They said, get out of my house! You brought shame to the family. Oh, what did you think you've done? You tore down the edge. You burned down the covering. And you throw her to the wolves. And now the chicken come up to roost. You know what? And so it became a disastrous story. Being a pastor, I'm crushed. Good living child. Ruin. Because the Edge been removed just like Samson. Move the edge and become vulnerable like anybody else. See, the devil couldn't touch Job. God says, In all the earth, there's no part like Job. And the devil says, I know why. I know why. Come on, you can't trick me. I know why. You, God. You're the reason why I can't get to him. Well, honey, that's nothing to be, to be apologetic about. You don't apologize for being a Pentecostal. Never! I'm an apostolic oneness. Yes. I believe in holiness yes. without which you can't see God. I believe in righteousness. Exalt me and sin reproaches me. That case died. I'm always getting invited for dinner. I mean, folks have changed today. Folks supposed to get mean-hearted. Man, man, laws came into being, so no more dinner for you, boy. We're gone. But I like those days. I like, you know, before you leave, please invite me for dinner. Give me a farewell dinner. <laughs> I need my last supper. <laughs> please do that before you fire me. One guy, it's a shame. It's now 10 o'clock, and the kids should be at home. And she should be at home. And, and da, 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 da. And wouldn't stop till they broke down the walls and removed the fence and took away the coverage. And finally, the young kid said, All right, Dad! You want me to leave church, Dad? So I will! But you'll regret it. And friend, gone to the depth of sin. 
love truth, love the church, but go on depth of sin. Because someone says it was. And when they wake up and realize what they did, I said, family, don't you realize? At a certain time of night and day, you know where the kids are. You don't have to worry. They are safe in the arms of Jesus. And you're tearing down the fence. You're moving the edge. The serpent going to bite them. Needless to say, the homosexuals, the lesbians, the transvestites have eaten them up. And the grief, Pastor, do something. No. If you come to the to the sheepfold and you shout the gatekeeper and you let all the sheep out and the wolf eat them up. We can't help that. Because you know the gatekeeper is to keep the wolves out. The greatest thing that happened in this church is this Bible. Pick up your Bible right on your hand, church. It's the most hated book of all schools. But it's the biggest blessed fence you've got that keep you protected. Destroy this and you have no Hope. The Bible. We call it the basic instruction before leaving earth. Church, I could tell you more. You know, one time I meet one of the characters, I said, look. I said, you've been so good. I've always loved you. Pastor, I know you. I love you. But you know what? Now I hate church. The devil can twist your mind and let you call bad good and good bad. The devil and I agree, Job had an edge. But he was wrong about Job's motive for serving God. And I don't mind confessing to you when I first came to God, my first reasons for living for God was I didn't want to go to hell. I realized I was going there. And I know I'm heading for hell. But after, 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 I found how lovable God is. He was better than the preacher told me. And he's been nothing but good in my life. I could tell you stories that make you go, ooh, how could that ever be? They take down the fence. No, sir. When you move your fence from your yard, look what happened. Everybody trample your grass. And when your fence was there, what happened? Nobody. When you move out of your life, the things of God, things creep in that destroy 
America's in trouble. Canada will be too because they're taking the Bible out from a midst. Men no longer feel like men. Women no longer feel they're women. And kids are being forced to go in a way contrary to the Bible. Somebody's moving the edge. But Job said, no, 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 no. I need that edge. I need the blessing of the Lord. Would you bow your heads right now? Ladies, I sat in a meeting in St. Albert. And I'm listening to question being asked. And I hear this two preachers talking off about a town. And they said, how do we look in the world today? They said, the lines have been blurred. And there's no longer any difference between us and them. They said, how big is your church? He said, well, you know, the average size of the church. And he gave a number. So I think I'm in the average or somewhere above, above the average a little bit. He said, you know why we're that average and not any greater? He said, don't you know why? It's a holiness standard. They told my wife in this city, you guys said I got to do this to go to heaven. And down, and he pointed me down the road. Down the road, I can do a whole lot less or not next to nothing as to go to heaven. Really? I said, if they can do it, fine. But I don't want that chance. I got a covering. Spirit of the living God for fresh on single man spirit of the living 